to Dialogue Options, episode three. Three episodes, we did it. We're doing it, Kyron. We're getting there. We're doing it. Yeah, cool. So, I uh, hope you've all survived from last week's uh, bumper episode, two and a half hours long. Uh, we assure you that this week will not be uh, following the same, the same trends. Um, we will try and keep it uh, as short as possible whilst giving you as much information as we possibly can. Well, I mean, the video game industry sort of gave us a bit of a hand there by having slim pickings. Wow, really that's very true. Rape in the barrel. That's the very true. But uh, uh, we thought today we'd start off with a, uh, a listener question. So, uh, as always, you guys can email us at dialogueoptions at gmail.com. Please shoot us an email with comments, questions, ways we can improve, things you'd like to hear. Um, we'd love to hear from you. We really would. So um, please send some through, some stuff through to that. Uh, like one of our listeners, uh, not half bad. Gamertag, not half bad. Um, and they write, uh, thanks for the great E3 coverage uh, over your first two episodes. Really enjoying the podcast. Uh, was wondering if you might both talk a little bit about yourselves, where you're from, how you came to be gamers, and what relationship you both have with the industry now. Just a little background on the dialogue dialogue options hosts. Keep up the good work. So I thought that'd be a good way to, to start off the episode. So uh, yeah, let's 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 dive into that. All right, well you first, man. Me first. All right, cool. You first. Well, um, oh, way back when, no. So back, I think the first time I remember playing video games was at uh, my sister and her then husband's place when I was. God, I can't even remember how old I would have been. I would have been in single digits at least, uh, I would say. Um, but I remember playing, like going over to their house one day and, and staying over the night and they just got a, an NES. And I was like, what is this What is this thing? And I remember playing Super Mario Brothers for the first time and just being blown away by it um, and just playing it over and over and over again and loving it to death and falling in love with this this thing that was all sort of brand new to me and I'm, I'm pretty sure after that my parents got me a Commodore 64 as my dear. first computer yeah yeah right um super high tech look I, I like I love that I have an appreciation for the Commodore 64 now um spending half an hour to an hour waiting for games to load and then only finding that it's going to crash um, <laughs> that's old, a Commodore 64 guarantee man absolutely man yeah for sure but uh, having the, uh, I had the cassette tape uh, reader as well. So like, you know, games that came on cassette tapes uh, and the big five inch floppy disks as well. Big drive for that. Uh, it was so high tech that I didn't have a monitor. It hooked up to my little TV that my parents had bought me. Well, sorry, Santa had bought me. That was a, a, a Christmas gift. Yeah, Santa. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's, he's totally real, man. Um, and yeah, I, I, I remember playing over and over again. I think some of the ones that I remember playing a lot of, the one that comes to my mind playing like a lot of, I played uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Um, that uh, classic edutainment game. Uh, I, I loved it. And I, I watched a video recently, I think Pro Jared did a video a while ago about Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. And I watched it and it, it was a little bit different to the version that I played because I think he was playing on a different system. Um, but like all these memories came flooding back of me spending afternoons, like 
playing over and over and over again, trying to figure out, you know, where 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 she was, who, and trying to track these these criminals down. And uh, it, I loved it. It was so good. Um, and then I think my parents bought me my first ever console, my first and last console that they ever bought me because they realized, oh God, what have we done? It's too late. It was too late. It was. It was way too late. The damage was done. As it they say. certainly was. So. But it was a it was a SNES Super Nintendo, um, and oh, some of my my greatest moment moments that I can vaguely remember were on that system. I I got it with uh, Yoshi's Island. It was the Yoshi's Island bundle, and I remember Christmas Day like playing so much Yoshi's Island and just being blown away by how amazing. I mean that game still looks good. Like it still looks good to this day. Um, the sprite work in that game and the backgrounds and like the the enemy design was just great and that final boss fight with like with that uh, it's when, dark that boss fight is terrifying it's as a kid hectic yeah but like being able to, like instead of like I wasn't just fighting on this two D plane I was like firing into the background like that blew me away uh, and it still does to this day like I mean it's such a you know we take games for granted these days but um oh man I freaking loved it and uh. I think the year later, my my sister got me, which she'd wrapped up in layers and layers and layers of newspaper. She she bought me a Super Mario Kart, and uh, my love for racing games began. Um, fun fact about that: she actually told me uh, like years later that she was trying to hunt down a game. She's like, "Oh, uh, I got you that, but I was hunting down this other game that someone had told me about called uh, The Legend of Zelda." And I was like, oh, I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. Mario Kart, man, that's awesome. But thinking about that now, that would have been a copy of uh, A Link to the Past. Um, and uh, I don't want to say, you know, I kind of wish that it had been the way it had gone. But, I mean, to have an actual copy of... Because I still have my copy of uh, Super Mario Kart kicking around somewhere in my collection. Like, I've, I've still got... I haven't got the box for it, unfortunately, but I still have the, the cartridge. And it still works. Um, but it was just all downhill from there, like, you know, going down to the local video shop in a video land, uh, and hiring out games using, uh, shopper dockets. It was like, uh, hire one, get one free sort of things. Um, many, many weekends on that scrounging together change that I'd, I'd, I'd saved up to go and hire games. Um, but yeah, uh, oh boy. I mean, it's. It all started back then with, the, I think the Super Nintendo was the big one. Super Nintendo also had the first game I ever finished, which was Yoshi's Island. I remember I finished it before school. Um, and I went to school feeling like the biggest legend all day. I felt so good about myself finishing that game. Um, but then, yeah, years later, I think I, uh, I had, uh, I never had a Nintendo 64. I never had a PlayStation or a PlayStation 2. I borrowed a Nintendo 64 from my friend for about eight months, and that's how I played things like Goldeneye uh, and Perfect Dark and Snowboard Kids. That was another one that featured quite, quite prominently. Um, San Francisco Rush, that was a favourite, going back to the racing games as well. That game was great. Amazing soundtrack. Um, and then, yeah, I think the first ever console I purchased on my own uh, from memory would have been my Wii. Uh, I remember you guys bought me my GameCube, didn't you? Uh, yes, I believe we did. You, Your lovely little yeah. silver GameCube. Yeah, which I still use that controller to this day. That is my Smash Brothers controller. Um, and my, I'm looking at it right now. I can see my, my controller and my GameCube are on display. Um, 
over there uh which was funny i was gonna buy one that day until one of our friends was like no 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 you just you just picked up a second hand nintendo 64 just enjoy that we went to my birthday party that night and opened my present and my friend was like you gave me a fucking heart attack today <laughs> we would have been boned man yeah well um you know um first game i bought for that on my own you'll be very proud of this card was metroid prime I mean, it's only the second greatest game ever made. It's so you're damn right you should have bought that game. Anyone who owns a GameCube and doesn't own Metroid Prime is owning a GameCube wrong, to be fair. Yeah, absolutely. Man, that game was good. Um, yeah, another just benchmark that blew my mind away. Um, and yeah, I, so I, bought, I remember buying my Wii on launch night with you again, Kyron, and some other friends uh, as well. Actually, I wasn't there for that. Oh, you weren't, were you? No, I wasn't. I got mine, I think, a bit later than that. Yeah, because yours was a, it was a Christmas present or something, or a birthday present? I think it was a Christmas present. Yeah, I think I remember that you weren't allowed to have it till Christmas. Um, yeah, no, I, I remember lining up and, and getting my Wii, going home and setting it all up and taking it out of the box and my copy of uh, Twilight Princess as well. I remember playing Wii Sports for the first time, and I mean, like, say what you want about the Wii and Wii Sports and how naff it is a, a little bit now. But that first moment that, one, it was the first console I'd ever, I'd saved up for. I, I, I did a job for a local TV station at the at the, the local, like, races, um, helping set up and pack down, and that basically paid for my Wii. And, I like, I'd saved up for it. I paid it off. I, I'd paid off a copy of Twilight Princess. I was, I was ready. And getting it home and getting it out of that box and, playing tennis for the first time and just it felt so good i mean now it's just like motion controls whatever but at the time it was it it blew me away like i remember sitting up with my mum my mum was up with me at like 1 30 in the morning like and she doesn't know much about games but she like she was she was fascinated by it she blown away by it um and then yeah like it just it spawned from there many 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 other purchases and money spent on this money and time sink that we call video gaming so uh i mean i guess that's enough about me from my history uh what about you good sir karen well mine basically starts the same it was with the nes back in back in the day right uh it wasn't my uh maybe it was mine i don't remember all i really remember was playing legend of the zelda the legend oh, of zelda boy with my neighbors uh, I was terrible at it because I was very young. <laughs> I don't remember how young, but if it's an NES and Zelda, and I was born in '87, it's definitely young. Yep. But um, I remember watching them them play it a lot, and it was amazing. I would have a go sometimes and die immediately. <laughs> but uh, that's where that's basically where it started. Yep. Um, I eventually got into the act of playing games with um, I think it was Super Mario Brothers Three. I believe oh, was my first. What a game. Um, great game, classic game. What a game. Um, but from there, uh, I got a Super Nintendo with, with Mario All-Stars bundle. Oh. Mario All-Stars had all the good Mario games. Exactly. Did it have the, the one with Super Mario World as well? No, it wasn't that one. It was uh. different. But I got Mario World later. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Super Nintendo obviously is the golden age of video games. Oh, uh, God, yeah. But it, apart from that, like, again, like, my story basically is similar to yours, except I did have a... A PlayStation One that I didn't buy. My family bought it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same for the Nintendo Nintendo sixty four. Yep. Um, but countless games of Goldeneye, 
oh. and Perfect Dark with friends, split screen multiplayer, Mario Kart 64, Conker's Bad Fur Day, all those sort of games, just yep. constantly. Um, and from there, rolled onto the GameCube, which I think I got, I didn't get at launch, but it was around the launch window. There was a huge sale on it because the GameCube didn't do too well when it came no. out. So it was not too hard to find them on the cheap I mean, initially. And I picked it up with Super <laughs> Smash Brothers Melee, oh. which became the game of high school. It's basically. a staple, yeah. It brought us all together. Absolutely. So thank you for that one, Smash. And of course, Metro Prime, as you said, those were basically the biggest takeaways for me from that generation. Uh, but we, I got, but more so, I mean, I, I was excited for that. I was when I got Zelda Twilight Princess. The novelty of swinging the Wiimote kind of got a bit old for me quickly right but Wii Sports was kind of a, a watershed moment when you start playing tennis or bowling and you discover that you can just do the cheap bowls by just kind of flicking your wrist up yeah yeah we get you perfected that flick yeah yeah get guaranteed strikes all the time or if you just like let it go behind you and you kind of throw the bowling ball and all the little me's would just jump off the ground amazing times <laughs> and it was around then that I actually joined a forum called reloaded.com i think i remember that oh god that was a lot of time spent just posting and posting until i eventually got made a moderator then to an admin and then i wrote news for them for a while yeah and then we turned into vg0 where i still wrote news and was like an editor there and then that went defunct and then it became me just enjoying video games for the fun of it as opposed to uh, more so looking behind the scenes, reading press releases and all that sort of boring stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, and then basically that leads us all up to this point here. Not not much is different really, except for that little brief period where I was writing about video games. Not It was volunteer work, obviously. Yeah. But um, I wrote my fair share of reviews and news stories and opinion pieces and oh, <laughs> dealt, with, dealt with plenty of comments. And because I was... Sort of not not high up on the forum, but we got hacked a few times, so that was always fun. Yeah, it's it sucks, but um, yeah, that's basically my background, really. Nothing too special. I don't really like talking about myself that much. <laughs> All I'll this say is... is from my past is if you don't play Super Metroid, then we aren't friends. That's yeah, it. That's fair. That's fair. I have you to thank for that. And I, I, that and a few other games that I'll get into in a minute. Um, there's one big one from recent times that is yeah, I have you to thank eternally for. Um. Yeah, but I mean, that's where you and I differ, I guess. Like, I, I, if you guys listening at home, on the bus, in the car, wherever, might not be able to pick up on, I do love talking. I love talking. I don't mind talking about myself in the most humble way possible. Um, but yeah, you, 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 that's where you and I differ, I guess. But Which I guess is kind of what makes this work a little bit. Um, I mean, well, well, how long have we been friends for now? Ah, a long time. Long time now, yeah. Since high school. Since, like, I guess it's weird to say high school here because our high school and, like, sort of higher school is, like, split up. Yeah, yeah. So we have, like... We were friends since, like, sort of higher school. Yeah, so, like, like VCE, I guess, or HSC, depending on where you were listening to in Australia, which is... Is it even called... I don't even know what it's called anymore. I tune out. It's it's something like that, you know. It's it's year 11 and 12, if if, if you're familiar with that, so... Which would probably be like 10-ish years or so. Yeah, yeah. 
meeting through other friends and yeah like as you said like you were the guys that introduced me to smash brothers i i didn't i i'd played a little bit of it on the 64 um i'd never played a lot i remember there was like we had it set um i need someone at one of my old school fairs at primary school like someone had set up like a nintendo 64 and they their store was like they were charging like you know 10 minute sessions to play video games which is a great Genius idea. idea. Genius yeah, idea. brilliant idea, right? Like, you know, and it was super popular. Everyone loved it. Um, and so I was there with them and hanging out and they were playing this game called Smash Bros. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I like, I remember playing it and it was in my mind for about a year. Never remembered it again until years later when, you know, you guys were like, oh, you want to play Smash Bros? I'm like, I, I think I've heard of that. Like, okay, it's Mario characters, like Nintendo characters fighting each other. What's, you know, what's not to love about that? And, uh, yeah, like that is, when I think of games, I'm not particularly good at that game, but when I think of games that have shaped me as a gamer uh, and our friendship group as well, like probably I would say about 80% of the best times I've had playing video games with friends was with a Smash Brothers game. Smash Brothers is magic. It is. Yeah. That's all there is to it. And also Smash Brothers, especially Smash Brothers Melee, mm. was uh, generous enough to introduce me to my, I don't want to, one of my top five favorite franchises in Fire Emblem. Yes. So thank you, Smash Brothers. Of course. Uh, it, it, it reignited, like, I'd never really heard of, like, Super Metroid that much before that point, but, like, I, I played as Samus because I was like, oh, she's a pretty cool character. I'll, I'll play as her. She's a, she is a badass. She's fucking unreal. Yeah. And then from then, I went back and played, you know, well, I played uh, Metroid Prime, but I played Super Metroid. I played it again recently on my 3DS because it's you know it's a classic. You have to play that game. Um, it's uh, and yeah, like I, that that was where that that spawned for me. Like my, I wouldn't say love because I don't have as much of a super deep connection with it as say someone like yourself, Kyron. But that's where my fondness for the character of Samus and the Super Metroid and the Metroid series. Look, Super, Met- Super Metroid was the first game when I sat down and played it that showed me that games weren't just like because prior to that really most of my time had been spent playing side scrolls and stuff like that which is fine right. yeah. but in Metroid you you finish the, the tutorial for starters is super dark and atmospheric yeah. and at the time like that was insane that atmosphere was terrifying when you learn of the um, on the space station and it's just lights out and there are corpses on the ground you're like what the fuck have i landed on here even the title screen is really ominous sounding yep um then you get to you get to the planet and you can go left or right and you it just blew my mind it blew my mind that i had free reign to explain explore this planet collect power-ups to you know backtrack a bit it's just that game opened my eyes yeah like it's 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 a I mean, for lack of a better word, it is a classic, but it is it's it's genre defining almost as well. Like it, there's a reason the Metroidvania friend like genre is still cl- like wanted these days. Even if Nintendo doesn't acknowledge it, and Konami is not making mm. their Castlevania games like that anymore. Yeah, there are people that are doing it still. It yeah, absolutely. Like I mean, it's you know, it is a classic, but but yeah, like I I I don't know I. The, the 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 best times from like those later high school years were up till all hours of the morning playing video games mostly at your house going oh um, god yeah i one of it's not this wasn't my my greatest memory mm. but the most distinct memory i have of playing video games at my house was actually with another friend of ours 
Mr. Benjamin Clark. Oh, yes. And I remember we, we, we rented out Paper Mario, A Thousand Year Door, I think that was the GameCube yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that sounds about right. And I just remember playing it until 6 a.m., I don't know why. I don't know why we played it that long. <laughs> All I know is that at one point we got to six, like at six a.m. We were, I don't know how we were functioning. Yep. I think we may have actually been asleep, but still playing the game. <laughs> For some reason that sticks in my mind. It yeah. Just, why was I playing that game until six a.m.? Oh, one of the ones that I have that sticks in my mind, one of the moments uh, from from playing at your house was when we are. Uh, I'd never played a Resident Evil game before, and oh, on the GameCube. Yeah, right. On the GameCube, uh, Resident Evil 4 is, was one of the big releases on it, which I, I love. I think it's a great game, but that's from someone who didn't have that emotional connection to the, the series previously, prior well, to that a, point. Resident Evil 4 is a good game. It's just what it did to the series eventually yeah, that it I'm was not a fan of. The beginning of the end, essentially. But um, Basically, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, until you know next year. Until 7, which is looking good again. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But I remember playing Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7. I think we were playing like, the Mercenaries mode. Yeah, it was mercenaries. Yeah, which was so multiplayer wave defense sort of horde mode sort of yeah, game type. The horde mode, which was which was cool. Like I was like, oh cool, and you know, he put a controller in my hands, and you were like, oh yeah, let's do this. Oh no, and I was playing, and I'm like, this is really great. And Ben's like, oh yeah. So he took the controller from my hands, and was like, yeah, this is really cool. And he started playing, and there was uh, was it Doctor Salvador the character? Doctor Doctor Salvador is the character yeah. with the, with the weapon you're about to describe. Yes, the big fat guy with the chainsaw. Um, the double bladed chainsaw. Oh, double no, like, bladed chainsaw. Was it a double bladed? I can't remember. If it was the double bladed chainsaw one? Yeah. But it was definitely a Salvador. Yeah. So and he's uh, Ben was like, hey, you gonna see this character is really really cool. And you could hear the chainsaw. We're like, he's around here somewhere. We ran around for ages trying to find like, this guy. Couldn't find it. We heard him. He was on the map somewhere. And then Ben's like, oh, I'll just go through. It went through this door. And he was just there on the other oh, side. God. And we're all just like, ah! <laughs> I believe it was very soon, like very shortly, followed by sobbing as we fired the gun hopelessly yeah. at him. Because there's nothing he can do with that. We had like a pistol, I think. Yep. He doesn't care just about that. He just cuts bones. you in half. He just kills you. doesn't care. Yep. Um, but I mean, like that from then, like they they were sort of like one off sessions, like parties and things like that, and get together and sleepovers and whatnot. But from then, sleepovers, I mean, man, we didn't sleep. Well, you know, <laughs> you know, quotation sleepovers. Um, but yeah, from then, I I remember again some of the best memories I have of playing video games anywhere, especially with you guys, was those we used to have Sunday night sessions, and so we'd have Sunday Sunday night sesh where it'd be like two or three in the afternoon we'd all go to Kyron's house we'd play video games until about seven o'clock I'd drive us to go get pizza we'd come back we'd eat pizza we'd watch uh, Smash Brothers uh, AI components oh, God, uh, opponents right. on, fighting each on other brawl. and we'd bet and yeah we'd on bet brawl on and uh, we'd, we'd place bets on that that was our that was our way, that was our dinner viewing uh, and then after that eyes. yeah and then after that back to video games till God knows when in the morning and then we'd sort of drive home and and attempt to sleep. Um, and the best the best experience, the the best times of those is when we had rock band. And we had uh we had our we had our rock band crew, where we used to play rock band every Sunday without now, Joel, fail. It's a, it's important that you remember that when we started playing rock band, I hadn't really played a rhythm game before. Yeah. Another thing about me, rhythm games are my jam. Uh, ever since the first time I ever laid my hands on a plastic guitar in Harvey Norman, uh, shredding it out to uh, Guitar Hero 2, where Kyron and Ben literally had to drag me away from it, 
not only because I was getting sucked into it too much, but because I was the driver and we had somewhere to be. And I was like, no, 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 one more song, one more song. <laughs> um, so yeah, rhythm games are kind of my jam. But yeah, it was, yeah. It started, it opened a very dangerous door. And now I mm. have a rock band set. Yeah, and I don't even have And I've spent that. like too much money on rock band DLC <laughs> insane amounts of money because again on these Sunday sessions we'd sometimes just be like okay let's buy like five songs yep and over over time that adds up that adds yes. up a lot oh yes it does but you got to think about it in the way that like how much fun do we have with that oh like, yeah I'm not, like, so I'm not complaining man like and like I, I you know I was always the drummer Kyron you fluctuated between like guitar and keys when like rock band 3 <laughs> came out I bought keys. that damn keyboard and yeah, then it wasn't did. supported in Rock Band 4. No, it was not. My rage. <laughs> and then Ben was always on bass and that was that was our band. We were... Uh, what was our band name? We had a few different ones. They we were mostly Dragon Ball Z reference, yeah, they references were. though. We never had any hope, did we? No. No. Mm. We were doomed from the beginning. We were. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I just touched on briefly about like rhythm games being my jam that's where that came from so it's that's probably one of my my genres that i love the most i mean it's sort of a bit of a dead genre now and it was a bit of a resurgence last year with rock band it, four and it and came Guitar back Hero Live. they didn't do so well they didn't do too crush hot no no um but they're still I, getting I, they're still getting new dlc and stuff and I yeah think even rock band's getting a new guitar controller it is. i think it's getting a it's getting like a not a patch, but like a, a an expansion of sorts. I oh think, yeah, it's definitely right. getting an expansion in mm. like a month or so. I think to yeah. add like new multiplayer features and I think some new single player stuff as well, which is very cool. Yeah, I think even Guitar Hero is getting some tune up soon. Oh, they've been so, they've been updating that constantly. The Guitar Hero Live, like GH Live, the the, the, the playable music channel was really uh, it's a great idea. It was a great idea like for parties and stuff. You'd have that on the background. People could pick up a controller and start playing. We could just have music playing. It was, it was awesome. Um, but it and that's confused what I mean. me, Joel. When you gave me that control, I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I liked that for someone who played a lot, like, like a lot of Guitar Hero Three. Um, I'm pretty sure I failed university because of because of Guitar Hero Three. Um, it was bizarre to go from these like five buttons in a row. My finger is now permanently stretched into the orange button position. Like that's. I that's think I have to form hands. Yeah, um, but going from that to this, like you know three on top three on bottom it was like learning how to play again it was really really good and that's what i mean like those games were good games it's just that i I don't know i guess maybe it wasn't people were sort of a little bit over not over it but like they weren't ready to commit to it again well Um, it's it's hard to know what really happened i think for for me personally i as much as guitar hero looked cool looked interesting but i was always on rock band yeah um I was lucky that I had a set still, which was still compatible. But yeah. to buy a new set was insanely expensive, and that was always going to be an uphill struggle. Yep, for I that, can for that series really. I can vouch for that because I wanted that bundle so badly, and I was not ready to spend five hundred dollars on it. It's expensive. I was just lucky when I got my Beatles one for like a yeah. hundred dollars at game. Oh yeah, it's a hundred dollars Australian, by the way. Hey, yeah, see, and I got I got my uh, from uh, from the game from game as well. I got my renegade edition of DJ Hero. Yes, that's right, ladies. I had DJ, DJ Hero and DJ, DJ Hero, Hero. too. Um, again, oh, that's right. it, it got a sequel. It did. It did. They were both good games. I enjoyed those. Um, but yeah, like you know, that's that's definitely one of my 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 my, my favorite genres is the rhythm game. Um, like today, I today for instance, I picked up Persona Four Dancing All Night. Um, 
which uh, I'm super pumped to play, finally. It's a very uh, fun game. Yeah. Some good remixes in there of some of the amazing songs from the yep. Persona 4 soundtrack. Oh, best part of Persona. Okay, so let's get into that. For, like, just going back on our history. Because people, are, you know, Mr. Not Half Bad wants to hear about this history. So I, up until about maybe a year and a half, two years ago, I'd never heard of Persona. Never. I, I'd heard offhand about it from you. Um, never heard of Persona. And uh, and then I, I saw you playing this game like on, on, on Vita. You bought a Vita for this game called Persona 4 Golden. I bought a Vita. I bought yep. Persona 4 Golden first and was like, well, I've got to get a Vita. Yep. And so I remember watching it going, wow, this game looks amazing. It's so bright and colourful. The music's awesome. You know, and I'm not by no stretch of the imagination. JRPGs were definitely down the rung for genres that I'd not that I, I, I didn't like them. I just never played them. That's why I didn't have that connection to them when I was younger. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe. Uh, and then one day I had a bit of money kicking around. I found a really cheap Vita at a, at a like a pawn shop in, in our local town. And uh, I, I picked it up. And then, you know, a couple of weeks later, I picked up a copy of Persona 4 Golden. Uh, and that game changed me like you're welcome you're welcome yes thank you sir thank you i like i i owe you that i owe so much to you for that um i had never played a game where i was so invested in every character in that game even the ones i didn't like i just i was so invested i cared about them in some way shape or form um and they and it's important it's a part it's a game mechanic to actually care about them so Oh, it just and the soundtrack is amazing. The storyline kept me guessing. Uh, I, I know, I know, Ben. This is a shout out to you. You may have, you know, cottoned on a bit earlier than some of us, but some of us are a bit dumber than you. Uh, I, I, I was guessing right up until the final moments of like what was going on, who was who was going to be, you know, the mastermind behind everything, and uh, and it's just so colourful. And the character design is amazing, and the voice acting is great, and I just I, I love it so 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 much. I uh, I have uh, my phone cover is now like I made a resay. I got a blind box from a friend who went to Japan, uh, and I managed to open it and managed to get resay, who was who was my girlfriend. She is she nah, is it's, my it's it's Yukiko. Yukiko she is Bay. She is Bay. That's okay. Yukiko all the way, man. Yukiko is cool, man, but. Rise, you know, she heard I like movies, man. Um, and uh, I, 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 it's now like a, it's, it's the blind box keyring. I took it off the keyring and glued it to like a clear plastic phone case, and that's that's my phone case now. So I get to, I get Rise, my bae is with me at all times now. Um, so yeah, I mean, like that's that's just an influence that I had. I mean, and going back to like the like rock band and Guitar Hero stuff, like. You were never, like you said, never really into that, and I'd like to think that maybe I had some influence in maybe getting you guys to be into it because I was very vocal with my love for those those games. And uh, the very first time I played a Guitar Hero mm-hmm. was at a friend's place, and I only played it because it was Guitar Hero Three. Yep, the best one. And it, yeah, and it had Muses Knights of Sidonia on it, and I was like, well, I want to play Knights of Sidonia, yes. so I did, and I was like, okay, I get these games now. I can yep. play Knights of Sidonia. Yep. Oh, Joel, Joel's been waffling on about him. You know, I get it. Um, I mean, it wasn't for a long time. Until, like, I didn't get 
Rock Band itself for a long time after that. No, but after no. I played, I was like, okay, I understand now. Still yeah. too expensive for me, but yeah, I like it was fun. You know, the, the entry barrier was quite high, um, but I mean, yeah, like I, that's I. Like I said, I can't imagine what I would have been like as a as a gamer, as a person who plays video games, because you know, game is a bit of a icky term sometimes. But I mean, as it can someone, be weird. yeah. But as someone who enjoys video games, and it, it is one of my biggest, if not biggest, passion. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine what I would have been playing now had I not met you guys uh, and had that those moments where. You know, those Resident Evil 4 moments, those Smash Brothers moments, those Persona 4 Golden moments. I, you know, it's it's good. I, I like I like where I am as a gamer now. And even, like, later on, just, you know, more recently as well, with, with uh, Dark Souls and Bloodborne and the, the From Software games. You're welcome. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I always thought myself as a gamer, uh, it was a bit dumb. And I was like, oh, those games are too hard for me. I, I'm, I'm a shit gamer. I wouldn't be able to play them. Um and Bloodborne came out, and like before it, when it got announced, I was like, so the like Dark Souls never really, I never was on my radar. I'd heard about it, I played a bit of Demon Souls, I really enjoyed that, but I never had the opportunity to get into to Dark Souls as much. And then yeah, Bloodborne came out. I I just got my PS4, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a go. I'm gonna give it a go. I mean, if I don't like it, I can I can you know pop it away, or I can return it, or whatever you know. Um. And that game consumed me. You remember, like, I was over at your house playing that game when it first came out. You watched me, like, descend into madness as I, like, I started to get stronger and slowly more crazy about this game. Oh, yes. Um, fighting our old mate, uh, who was it again? Father Gascoigne. It was Gascoigne, the yeah. second boss, yes, in the graveyard. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, I was literally, like, just... And it wasn't even, like, like anger, like... There was anger to it. There was there was rage there as a little bit, but it was like I was slowly like I was talking really fast and no no, no it's okay I'm, I'm, it's fine it's fine I can I can do this it's fine okay and I like, I would just I was going insane slowly, um in the best way possible, and I finished that game I finished I beat all those bosses I beat most of them by myself, which I I did, I've got another thing here about like saying about our proudest moments in gaming and I think this is a good lead into it because. I mean, that game, I know that a lot of people will be like, oh, that game wasn't that hard, rah, rah, rah. but like that game was the hardest game I've ever finished. And I finished it. I finished it. I finished most of it solo. And I like, I can still look back on that and go, yeah, I fucking did that. I did that. I took down, I took down a Brutus by myself. Like, I'm, I'm happy with that. I cheesed it. Don't get me wrong, but I did it. I did Cheesing's it. all fair, man. It's, hey, it's for Souls games. Cheesing's I found a fair. strat. I stuck with it. It was, it, it worked. You got so, strats. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, like, you know, that, that, and for then, I, I, I played Dark Souls 3. I loved that game as well. I played most of Dark Souls 2 because I went back and played that. Loved it as well. And I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting what From Software is going to do next. So, I mean, yeah, that, I, again, that's one of my proudest moments in gaming, I think, was just, oh, finishing that fight against, um, uh, oh, God. Oh, which which boss is it? Come on, man! Against um, the the um, yeah, German, German. Oh yes, German. Yeah. So I, I, I get that you didn't go into the chalice dungeons. No. Okay. So I didn't do the chalice dungeons. Okay. I, I must admit, I didn't do the chalice dungeons, and I didn't play. Oh man, 
Adventure. I did. I did play the DLC. I didn't get very far in it. Um, we'll, we'll we'll get you through it. I, yeah. I I haven't beaten the last boss in the DLC yet because yep. it scares me. Yeah. But I've beaten. I've beat. Well, he's optional anyway. But he yeah. still scares me. But, I've beaten other bosses and we'll we'll get you there. Yeah, we're, we're going to do that. We'll have to set aside a weekend where we'll, I'll, I'll go through that. I'll get my copy of Bloodborne out and we'll we'll smash through that. Um. But yeah, what about you? What's 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 a a, a, a gaming moment that sticks out in your mind as like you know, Ooh. oh, I did that. I did that. That's that's a tough question. It is a tough question. I'm lucky I had a couple of them ready to go. So, I mean, in the same vein as that, like I still remember, like at least in in my most recent memory, it would probably be beating Austin and Small on or Smo how you right. pronounce it the first time in Dark Souls 1 because I was stuck on that fight for probably about three months yeah. not of consistently playing it I tried it once he destroyed me <laughs> I was like okay I'll, I'll try again he destroyed me they destroyed me again I was like okay no I'm done for now yep. and I would pick it up every month and try again and lose and lose and lose Yep. Um, and when I finally I don't know what happened it was like before I went to work one morning Yep. The stars aligned. Yes. The thing that makes it more amazing is that I did it with just Solaire, who, if anyone out there has played Dark Souls 1, and you've tried to fight Orsteen and Smo and Smore, with just Solaire, you know how useless he is. Sure, he's another target for them to attack, and they will probably do it. Yep. He's not very smart, and he will go down pretty quickly. Somehow, though, I pulled it out of somewhere, and I won... And I kind of just put the controller down, was just like, I can I can see the rest of this game now. I can see what everyone's been talking about beyond the prison that is Anor Londo. Yep. And that was pretty damn amazing. Like, that's definitely the most recent one I can think of. Right. Uh, I'm sure there's been others. Like, I still remember collecting 120 stars in Mario 64. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. There were some parts in TikTok Clock and Rainbow Ride where I wanted to snap <laughs> my controller in half but I didn't I persevered especially like getting the timing down on like going into the clock to make sure that everything would be frozen right oh yep sometimes still have stress headaches thinking about that <laughs> but yeah like those are probably the two biggest ones yeah unless I count beating Super Metroid because it's the best game ever made yep okay yeah absolutely um all right, so I, I, I've got another question for you. Again, I have one of these preloaded ready to go, but I'm going to throw it out to you. Cheating bastard. I know, right? You know, I plan ahead. I think about these things. Like I said, going back to before, I love talking about myself. Um, but what I, what was the moment? Because games these days have like a very emotional... Some games these days can have really em- emotional reactions that can be raised out of you. Um like, you know, things like The Last of Us or Uncharted 4, if you've played the series as well. Um, I'm narrowing it down to just two Naughty Dog. I mean, like, Walking Dead games and things like that, like Telltale games. These these games can get these emotional responses out of you, even Persona 4 Golden. Um, what was the earliest memory that you have of a game touching you in a way that you never thought you would be the moment where you realize that games were this whole other thing they weren't just you know oh, i'm sitting down i'm playing this like 2d side scroller i'm oh, i'm playing mario kart like when was that the moment where you went well this is a thing that is legitimately affecting me somehow 
Oh, Joel, you you thought you had me here, yeah. but you, you're a fool, because that's an easy answer. <laughs> and the answer's pretty obvious, if yeah, anyone right. knows me. It's not a not tricky. It's like, if you were to go, man, I wonder I wonder what Kyron would say is the, the first game that really struck an emotional chord with him. <laughs> uh, it's obviously Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. It's obviously when Eris dies spoiler oh, spoilers, tags. Man, spoilers come on it's like it's it's literally <laughs> about to turn 20 years old there's a yeah. remake coming accepted yep. when that happened when i realized i mean prior to that i the characters have died it wasn't a new feature mm-hmm. but the fact that it happened so early on in that game's incredibly ridiculously long playtime i was shocked and like the the ripples it has on the rest of the game's story was incredible and i was just like wow this is this is something special like that's that's still to this day i still remember going into that area like the part where she gives all her equipment to you which i now associate with bad things yeah but i remember playing an rpg and a character goes oh yeah here's all my stuff i'm just like no (laughs) stay here you don't get to go uh and then you walk up there and you get that at this point horribly dated sequence of Sephiroth dropping down from above and impaling her. I'm just, and I, I was aghast. I was like, what? Yeah. My white mage. I need her. Yep. She heals me. She has all my good healing spells. <laughs> and that's the thing too. It was a character that you had essentially played as in this game. Yeah, so definitely. Like you, she was not a only was a character that you thought, oh, I was a great character. It was a character that you had an emotional, like a, a physical attachment to me as well, because you had, played as her in the game like you'd you'd used her as a character her story is a good one yeah but um that's probably that's probably my answer although i also want to throw a a nod to the moment at the end of super metroid ah yes where the the baby metroid sacrifices itself for samus oh it hurts still that's it there that's a that's a great one it's really great. That's and again, that's an example of Super Metroid doing something that I had never considered. It was like here's this yeah. moment where this thing sacrifices itself to save your character, and you're like, "Well, I'm gonna have to kill Mother Brain now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to fucking annihilate her." Yep. She made it personal. It was personal. She did. Then, yeah. Like at first, I was just fighting a brain in a jar, <laughs> and then she and she transformed, and I was like, "Okay, I'll fight you again," and she wrecks you. The Metroid saves you by sucking energy out of her and giving it to you and then gets obliterated and you're like, right, that's it. That, you're that. dead. <laughs> this entire planet's going to get blown up and I'm out. Yep. I'm done. Mic drop. Bang. I'm done. Um, look, I must admit, I did know the answer to that question. I was just trying to get it, you know, to scare you a little bit before I, I dropped that one on you. Nice um, try. So, I, 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 I know that you know my answer as well because we've talked about this in great length. Um, so I, I never played Final Fantasy VII until much later. Um, I never finished it f- officially. Um, so I didn't... I, I already knew about the storyline, essentially, what happened in that game. Um, so the, 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 the emotional resonance in that game didn't hit me as, as much. Um, but I remember borrowing uh, Mr. Benjamin Clark again, our good friend, I remember borrowing his PlayStation 2. He'd lent it to me. He was like, I'm not using it at the moment. Do you want to borrow it? You can play through all these games you'd never played. I was like, great. Yeah, awesome. Um, so I played through all these really great games. Um, 
And before that, I, I'd, I'd managed to have, uh, borrow a copy of uh, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes for the GameCube. I'd never played Metal Gear Solid before. And so I was like, oh, cool. Jumped into this game and I loved it. I was like, this is, this is amazing. I have to, and then I had the PS2 scene there. I'm like, I've got to play the next game. So there's, there's two more I need to play. So I, I got, I went and hired uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, which, you know, at the time I didn't really like. Because at the end of it, and I was like, what the fuck was that? Um, but thinking and now about you get it, man. Now I you do. Know. I do. I get it now. And it makes more sense now. I think I really need to go back and play that game again and really appreciate it. Um, but Kojima then I, is a mastermind. Yeah. Oh, man. 11 shots ahead, man. Um, but then I got to Metal Gear Solid 3, and I started this game, and it was completely different setting. It was like, you know, 1960s, like Cold War era, espionage, you know. Uh, and. I, at first, it was a little jarring because I played it. I basically played it back to back. I finished two, I started three straight away. Um, yeah, that would definitely have been a weird experience to go from what was essentially modern slash near future stuff yeah. to go back to the 60s. Yeah, and it was. It was like, oh, I don't know if I like these gameplay mechanics. Oh, and then I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting used to like eating to survive and using the like, you know, active camouflage and all that sort of stuff um, and like blending in. And I started to get into it a bit more. And. And never forget, you also got to remove bullets from your head with a knife, oh, which yes. makes no sense. Yes, it was it was ridiculous that game, and all the the dialogue in it as well. I mean, obviously one and two like have great dialogue in them as well, but I don't know all the the quips about like you know James Bond and things like that. I loved. I thought I loved those references. Or calling um, Sigint from inside a cardboard box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it was just all these references and stuff, and because I played them so recently. I, all the the references I got because it was so fresh in my mind, um, and that opening man, oh jeez, Snake Eater is such a great song. Snake Eater is a song that is much better than it, like it's actually a really good song. It doesn't yep. deserve to be when no. you listen to when you look at the name and you listen to the lyrics. The lyrics, you're just like, how is this song as incredible as it is? Yep, like, and it's, it's it's insane. Yeah, and paired with that opening montage as well, that very again James Bond esque. Exactly, uh, it's super James montage. Bond. I loved it. I was like, "This is great." Um, you know, but yeah, like I said, you know, once I got past you know, the jarring gameplay mechanics and all this sort of stuff, I was I was in. Um, now, cut to the, me getting to the end of that game, the final the final fight in that game against uh, against boss, uh, and. It's in this beautiful field of flowers. It's it's really intense. It took me quite a few goes to get to it, but you finally you finally get her down. And you find out she was she was a double agent, wasn't she, all along? Yes. Yeah. So she was. Oh, she was actually on your side, and it's just you're like, oh my god. And then it's it's a crushing moment. Yeah, but you need to finish your mission. That's that's you, you need to finish your orders and. You stand above her with gun to her head, uh, and I'm wa- watching this cutscene. I'm doing air quotations, cutscene, and then the cutscene's going on, and then it gives you, it, it, it gives you an actual like a, a tooltip to pull the trigger, right? It says like, or does it not? I can't remember. It's been so long since I played it. I think it, it just kind of sits you there on that yeah. sh- on the like the wide shot of you looking de- like you pointing your gun at boss yeah i don't know if it really prompts you yeah and you just end up instinct like doing it by instinct yeah but i remember i remember going i don't want to do this i don't, I don't want to do this i 
and I like put the controller down. I was like, I, but you have to. I have to do this, but I, I don't want to. And it was, it affected me. I pulled the trigger and I, I put the controller down. And I was like, had my my head in my hands, and I was like, oh my god, what what have I done? What? And that yeah, again, that was the moment where I was like, I, video games. The video games are, are are a thing. These are a thing that can make us feel these reactions. Um, video games are cool, dude. Oh man, they're so cool. They're so cool. Um, which I guess, I guess, these sort of type of conversations we're having right now leads us to um, why we're doing this podcast in the first place, right? I mean, basically, yeah. Like, so here's the thing: I spent, I spent even even at my job, which I do, and again, I come home, <laughs> and or I'm in bed at any point in my time in my life. I'm nearly always talking about video games. Yeah, that's it, really. Right. And I mean, it, it's we we'd sort of joked I, like we'd always joked about because we, we we have our like online content creators that we that we follow that we really like we're into like things like Easy Allies now, um, like Rooster Teeth, uh, Gang Grumps, all those sort of things that we watch, and we have different ones that we watch on our own as well, um, and listen to, and we'd always sort of thought you know oh, wouldn't it be cool to do something like this. And it wasn't until recently I was sort of I was personally thinking like we were playing games uh, on PS4 and we were talking via party chat, and one night we'd, we'd finished playing for the night. We we're like, okay, cool, and we ended up talking for nearly nearly two hours afterwards about you know just about games, you know what was going on in the news, what was what was happening. And in my head, I'm going, we should be recording this. Like this this is stuff like you know this is the type of stuff that myself as someone who listens to that kind of thing i like to listen to those type of things those conversations those are the podcasts i listen to or watch so if i watch it and those people are successful in some way shape or form people know who they are and know what they do there must be an audience for that so like what you know what's stopping us from giving it a go and many many months later we eventually sort of bit the bullet and went you know fuck it let's let's try it you know it just so happened to be the week before e3 and we had a lot to talk about and a lot to cover oh boy um but yeah and i it's really it's it's really nice it's really liberating to be able to put this out there and and to have the feedback that we have received from people who have listened to the podcast it's it's been lovely it's really nice to go all right cool like you know i you know i'm not expecting to like worldwide fame number one youtube stars or whatever i that's not on my mind it's just no way, I just want to talk about video games. Yeah, man. This is, it's, it's a great place for us to just talk about games. Like I said, I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to... Exactly. I'm going to say all this stuff anyway. And if, may as well record it. Yeah, and if people are people are crazy enough to want to listen to that, then all, all by all means. So so thank you if you are listening to this. Um, and, you know, go have conversations with your friends as well. Do the same thing. Go out. Just... Go for coffee. Get on party chat with some friends. Just talk about this sort of stuff. And it's really, it's really nice. I'd, I'd always go to bed after those nights when we'd have those conversations, feeling like, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I had a, a lot of fun talking about. Oh, I remember when we discussed this, and sometimes we disagree, and it was like, I don't know. It, it it's really, it's a really nice feeling to have a conversation with someone who you respect uh, about something that you love so much. Um, so yeah, this is. That's why we're doing this. That's why we're doing this crazy thing. So, uh, so thank you, not half bad, for your lovely question. Have you got anything else you want to add to that one? Uh, 
No, that, that pretty much all succinctly summarized it. Although, since you dropped one on me earlier, okay, I'm going to drop one on you. All right. What are your top five favorite IPs in no particular order? Ooh. Just five IPs. Just no particular order? Okay. No particular order, just five, five that you would rate among your five favorites. Right, okay. Um, well, going back to Metal Gear Solid, like I said, it was uh, Snake Eater was the first game that made me feel something. And, and not only that, all the, those games that I've played in that series, bar one that we should not talk about, um, <laughs> maybe... It was fun. It was, it fun. was a fun it game. It was a fun a game. Metal Gear game. The storyline was awful. Um... Metal Gear Solid, I, I, that, that series is awesome. I still some I I I'm still learning stuff about that series because I'm sort of a little bit dumb sometimes when it comes to picking up on things. Um, so I'm still picking up on things in that series. So many years later, after playing playing Twin Snakes, and um, I'm gonna actually pick up Metal Gear Solid One again and the PS One Classic I played on my Vita because I'm like I, I really want to play that game again. Um, so that's definitely I, that's that's up there. Um, the other one that comes to my mind immediately, thinking about it, is uh, the Uncharted series. Um, I mean, Uncharted, the first Uncharted, Drake's Fortune, was the first game I ever got when I got my PS3, when I bought my PS3, my second-hand one. Um, I got Uncharted because I'd, I'd, I'd heard good things about it. It looked cool on the cover. It, it looked like Indiana Jones, but I got to be Indiana Jones. And it, it was. It was fun. It looked gorgeous. Uh, and I was like, this is really cool. And then 2 was just mind-blowing. Like, the first time playing all those action set pieces, like, you know, the opening of that game, climbing up, like, waking up in the train car and realising it's, like, vertical and you have to climb out and it's going to fall. And, oh, it was, it's exhilarating. Um, and it's only continued on through the series. Um, and I, I would be lying if I said I didn't shed a tear or two when the credits started up for Uncharted 4. I'm not going to say anything about what happens, just I, uh, you know, there was some manly tears shed. And I may Satisfying. Have, yeah, yeah, right. I may have applauded the TV. I'm not even kidding. I may have, I may have when the Naughty Dog logo popped up, I, I sat back in, in my, in my, on my couch and, and clapped. I was like, ah, oh, bravo, bravo. Um, so that's, that's the two off the top of my head that I've got. Yep. Um, I think... I think I'd have to say Smash Brothers as well because going back to before, uh, that counts here. Yeah, yeah, Smash that's Brothers it, IP. It's like, yeah. it's like four games in a series. Yeah, now. so I mean, like Smash Brothers is definitely the one that was, like I said, when I think of most of my pre- like favorite gaming moments that I've had with friends, uh, or just favorite gaming moments in general that just happen to be with friends. It's that game, one hundred percent that game. I mean, it's so many laughs, like you know going home with cheeks sore and like ribs thoroughly tickled after playing that game so many in jokes um it's it's hard not to put that on the list i mean it's 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 a classic for me um oh, i'm going to throw gotcha. i'm going to throw a wild card one here oh I'm yeah going to throw a wild card one here bayonetta 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 I, uh, I I played. I remember playing the first Bayonetta on PS3 when it came out, and I hired it, and I didn't really get into it. I was like, oh, it's okay, it's fun. Um, I went back to it more recently and played through it again on the Wii U. I bought the the combo pack with one and two, um, and it was after I'd played, you know, 
Bloodborne. So I was sort of in the, you know, I was like, I'm looking for a bit, something a bit media, a bit, with a bit more challenge to it now. Um, and I, I fucking adore that game. I love the tongue-in-cheek humour. I love the music, the soundtrack in both of those games is, is amazing. Um, I love Bayonetta as a character. I don't think she is overly sexualized. Yes, but she's aware of it and she is yeah, in so control of it. That's the thing. It. She is aware of it, yeah, aware of it and in control of it. And if you play the game, she doesn't really have any interest in the male characters in those games. Nope, nope, not at all. So it's 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 fine. I think they do a really like platinum games do a great job with that. Yep, she's a badass like female character in video games that we need more of and it's just oh and and going from one to two the gameplay is so much tighter they've improved everything about that game and made it just a more sleek action game um so yeah i I, i'm gonna put that up there that's that's probably up there as well and i just thought of my last one oh i'm looking over at my uh my collectible loot chest over there on the shelf uh, and I was like, how could I forget about this? The Borderlands series. Again, when I think of times I've had playing with friends, I played quite a bit with you guys, um, especially Borderlands 2. Um, but I played through 1 and 2 and pre-sequel majority, I, at least once by myself. Um, and everyone's like, oh, those games aren't fun by themselves. Or, uh, one, maybe not so much, just because one's, one's essentially, a, you know, the proof of concept for the for the series uh one one was basically a game that sort of changed halfway through development yeah um i still remember how when it was originally revealed it was like a really sort of bland yeah full laddie sort of game thank god they started to change direction there and it really paid off for borderlands 2 oh absolutely borderlands 2 is one of my favorite games of all time i adore that game i love some people will, will you know tear into it a little bit for the the immature humor and the the dated jokes and all this stuff i love that i i I don't know like don't get me wrong i love a good solid like you know well-written storyline as much as the next person but i don't know it was just some so something so comforting about that game it's like every time i get back into it and hearing those characters talk um and i i love claptrap i don't give a shit what anyone else says i fucking love that little bastard i love it look at me i'm dancing i'm dancing i love him um, and that's the thing. I love all the characters in that series. I love the the loot system was awesome. The visual art style. I always get like giddy with excitement every time I start up one of the Borderlands games, and they have the the classic Borderlands, you know, music video intro with some sort of like popular rock song, um, which is always good. And I love that Tales from the Borderlands did that for every episode. So I got five of those in a row. Um, I, I don't know it, it's those games make me smile in a way that not many other games can do so yeah that's that's five yeah yeah that's five you did well Sick. you got there awesome alright I'm flipping it on to you okay well that's fine because mine are easy yep nice I always know them I never forget them Metroid as an entirety of that series is it just alone on Super Metroid and Metroid Prime, it's better than nearly every other franchise I've ever played. Yep. Those two games are all class. Uh, Super Metroid introduced me to games being more than just side-scrollers. It's Mm -hmm. like, what if you could go and explore and have fun and the world could drag you in and you would be sucked into it and lost forever. Uh, Class is a good way to describe those games. That's a good way. I like that. 
Uh, and Metroid Prime 1 for bringing back Samus, like, after skipping an entire generation and showing the world that, hey, Metroid can work as a first-person shooter, as scary as that was originally. Yeah. I didn't really know I wanted a shooter, like an FPS Metroid, until I played Prime. And I was like, okay, no, these guys at Retro know what they're doing, and I am fine with this. So that's that one. That's obvious, really. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy. Yep. Regardless of what has happened recently yep. to that series, like it's still up there between like four, six, seven, ten, twelve, nine. All those games. <laughs> you can't deny that the, the heritage and that the the exactly. pedigree that is, has come from those games, and what so, many other games have tried to copy with it. Oh yeah, I mean JRPGs are my lifeblood yep i live off jrpgs <laughs> so yeah like definitely between six and seven for those two two very important games mm-hmm. um dark souls nice dark souls one two and three because those games punish me endlessly and the sense of accomplishment when you reach that final final boss yes. and you beat it yes there is there is not a lot that compares as far as rushes go yeah like oh boy Again, I mentioned Austin and Smo, but there's plenty of bosses in that trilogy that still stress me out to this day. Yep. And the world design and from software, Miyazaki's genius in his lore and how the story it's it's there in the background. You have to not so much you don't have to pay attention to it. That's optional. But if you do, oh, there's a lot of stuff there. And I know I know it's not for everyone, but it made some stuff that happened in Dark Souls three very impactful on me. Yep. Awesome. Um, then, of course, I guess we'd go from... So what's that? That's Metroid, Final Fantasy, and Dark Souls. Yep. Well, then it has to be Zelda. Zelda has to be next. Lovely. Again, it was the first game I remember playing. Yep. Terribly at it. But I still have my original Zelda and Zelda 2 gold carts over there on my shelf. Nice. As a, as a memory that that was where it all started. Again, Nintendo owns my wallet and my heart and my gaming <laughs> memories so zelda has to be up there ocarina of time took 2d zelda and made it 3d and that still blows my mind to this day yeah that game still like i don't care what anyone says that game still stands up it, it is like there are some moments where you're like okay yeah hmm. but at the time and for what it accomplished that game yep. is unforgettable uh hopefully breath of the wild does it again it's looking like it's going to um, and for five, I mentioned it earlier, so it has to be in there, is Fire Emblem. Uh, of course. I've played, out of all the series I've listed, I've played the least of that one, like, since we only started getting it from, I think, what was Fire Emblem 7 over here, which okay. was just called Fire Emblem. But I tracked down a few of the Japanese games and played them with English patches, because <laughs> Nintendo never gave them to us because we're not good enough for them. Including Roy's game. I had to track that one down. Yeah, we're too dumb. That's basically what it was. Um, And I will lose hundreds of hours into a Fire Emblem. Like, that turn-based strategy. Oh, there's nothing like it. I played (laughs) Awakening on hard, and it kicked my ass. Yeah. And I spent 200 hours on it. But it was incredible. Every second of it. Worth it. So, yeah, those are my five. Had them ready to go. Awesome. That's a good way to finish that off, Karen. I like that. Well played. Kudos to us. Kudos to you. Indeed. I think it's time to go on to what we've been playing, Joel. Oh, I like the sound of that. Cool. All right. Well, do you want to go first? Sure. Because I, I mean, really want to talking about. I really want to hear about. I really want to hear about this game. So I want to let you go <laughs> first. 
Well, I was just talking about my love of JRPGs and Final Fantasy, and yep, a, a, an IP that just barely doesn't make it purely because of the games I've played, even if the memories are unforgettable, is Persona. Right. So I've been playing Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE. Weird name. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I think I still prefer that over it just being called Shin Megami Tensei X Fire Emblem. Yep. That doesn't really roll off the tongue. And also, it still sounds better than Kingdom Hearts 2.8, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 final remix. At this point, Square Ultra. Enix is just trolling people with their names. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, I picked it up on Saturday it came out over here. Right. Uh, I mean, obviously it was a game that was made for me. I like Persona. Yep. I like Fire Emblem. Yeah. I've even, I've even dabbled in Shin Megami Tensei as a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it's great. Because, I mean, not only does it incorporate elements from both of those two games, it also stands on its own. Right. So it's not it's not like it's Fire Emblem characters are suddenly in the modern world. That would be weird because that's... No, no, the series has never been about that. Yeah. Instead, it takes an original setting and includes new characters that have... Like, the, there's, like, Shin Megami Tensei items and abilities and all that sort of stuff it is mixed into the world right. and the demons i guess you'd call them or like the the personas that you use are fire emblem characters and they're called performers very cleverly <laughs> um and yeah and for a game that is essentially like an anime idol high school sort of game yeah the story is sort of tropey a little bit cliche like but it never takes itself too seriously it's always just the right amount of self-aware to be like, yeah, look, this is a game about being a, a pop star. It's fine. So we're going to sing a song now. It's cool. Game's colourful. I only worry that being on the Wii U is going to harm it because I really want this to get a sequel. Yeah. Because as good as it is, I wish there were more Fire Emblem characters. Okay. From what I've played, they are mostly pulled from the newer games, which makes sense because those are the ones that people are familiar with. Yeah. Um, but I would love to have seen some of the older characters. In particular, I would love to see Sigurd, or Sigurd, from Fire Emblem 4. Right. Um, but yeah, it's amazing. It's colorful. The combat system is surprisingly involved. Okay. When I when I went into it from the gameplay I'd watched, I was like, okay, it's just turn-based. It's fine. I can do that. Yeah. But um, similar to what's been in... Some like some of the Persona and Shin Megami Tensei games. If you exploit an enemy's weakness, you sometimes would get an extra attack. Oh, Instead, okay. in this one, to go along with the idle vibe, it's called a session attack. So when you say, for example, there's an enemy that's weak to wind, and if you use a wind ability on it, and one of your teammates has like wind sword, it means that because of that, they can counter, they can follow up with a sword attack from that wind attack, and it cha- it can chain from there. And at the at the moment, I can get max three hits in a session. Okay. But I have seen abilities that means that if they're actually on the bench, like out of your party, they can also contribute. Whoa! So I don't know how high the sessions can go, but uh, it makes combat. It adds an extra layer to it, where sometimes the best way to beat a boss isn't even just hammering on the damage. It's by being able to pull off the right session combos. Right. Okay. That's interesting. It's, it sounds really interesting for some. Like I, I have played a little bit of Fire Emblem Awakening. Like so, I don't have again the attachment to those characters. But I have played thing, like Persona. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like for Fire Emblem, like the the characters are there. Like Crom's in there, and uh, there's Virion from Awakening, and 
some of the bosses like Aversa and Gangrel might be familiar. Okay. But the biggest, the most immediately obvious carryovers are like sound effects. The Fire Emblem theme is in the, like the very first song that plays in the game. And it, it yeah. was just like, oh, this game was for me. I'm in the right place. I'm home. I'm comfy. <laughs> Let's play some disgustingly colorful JRPG. I look. I I I really want to play it. Uh, I I will pick it up eventually. I think. I I just, yeah. It and needs support. It needs support. I want a sequel. D- yeah, I and demand a sequel. That's why I want to do. I, that's why I feel like I need to pick it up as well. And it's it's all, it's all subbed. There's no English dub, is it? Yes, it's only Japanese, which for some people might be a bit of a, a throw off. I don't mind yep. it so much, because I mean I've watched anime subbed for a while now, so right. I'm kind of used to it. The only complaint I would have is it doesn't actually sub the dialogue in combat. So oh. again, it's not none of that is important dialogue. Yeah, but I would I would still like to know what some of the characters are saying as their little back and forth or like combat lines are. Yeah, but that's, that's that's like a minor gripe. Right, because like in Persona, that's one of the cool things as well is hearing those interactions that the characters have depending on how you build your party um, in battle. I could talk for hours about how amazing some of the stuff in Persona 3 and 4 is, <laughs> especially as you build the social links. Yeah. Like, for example, if your character gets knocked down, another character who was like a, a level 10 on your social link will pick you up and have special dialogue and, ugh. Uh, so good. Those damn games and their relationship building. Ugh, that's for another time. We need it. We'll, we'll <sighs> probably a little bit closer maybe to, to Persona 5. We'll, or once Ooh. we get more Persona 5 news, maybe. Um Anyway, what have you been playing? That's enough of me talking about how amazing TMS oh, Sharp FE is. It's good. I really wanted to hear about it because I, I, especially from someone who is, it was very excited for the game. Um, That's the abridged version. Yeah, right. Awesome. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later. Um, I've been playing uh, an older game. So, okay. So, bit of a backstory here. I, I downloaded the the demo for Odin Sphere Lifthauser. Is that Lift? Lift I don't know, man. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've, I, I, I didn't write it. it down, so I actually it was that's going off my mind. So I'm probably going to get corrected on that one. Oh, I was just like, oh, it's Odin Sphere. Odin it's Sphere, Odin Sphere yeah. from a PS2. That's it. Right. So I'd never heard of Odin Sphere, but I was like, it looks kind of cool. It looks, I heard it's really cool. There's a free demo up for it on the PSN, so check it out. Definitely go check it it's out. It's also out now on the PSN as yes, well. Yes, it is out. But um, the disc copy comes out on Friday in Australia, but right. you can get it digitally now on it's, PS4, Vita, and PS3. I'm pretty sure. Oh. All three, yeah, yeah all three. Triple threat, love it. Um, so I played a little bit of it on my Vita, uh, and the demo was good. It was it was a short demo. I only played with one character. You can play with multiple characters and see how they all play. Um, but it reminded me of a game that I'd played on my Vita previously. That was a PlayStation Plus game about a year or two ago, uh, called Dragon's Crown. Um, now you might have heard of Dragon's Crown in uh, in the sort of games media as the game with, you know, the ridiculously uh, underdressed female characters. It was pretty insane how underdressed they were. Look, it is. It's not It's not great. It's not great. And the character designs are a little weird, but I, I kind of like the stylized. I'm not saying, like, I'm like, scantily clad ladies. Ugh. That's not what I mean. I mean, like, the character designs of themselves are the sort of weird, stocky, cartoony-esque characters, but they're beautifully drawn. Um, it's like this hand-drawn sort of art style. Um, it's a 2D beat-em-up RPG, so it's, uh, which is great. Like, you know, it's basically, you know, mash the square button to do your attacks, and you've got, like, super attacks you can do with, like, the circle button. And, um, 
you get more abilities as well as you go along and gain sort of like you know skill points and upgrade things to do with your character um you can name your character like you pick one of five characters at the start with like one essentially your class uh so there's like you know i'm playing a dwarf character at the moment it's like a warrior there's like a mage your classic sort of rpg-esque you know fantasy rpg character races and uh classes um and yeah it's it's a lot of fun you go out and do these quests you pick up do you can do side quests while you're doing other quests as well um and it, like i said before it's all in this beautiful like 2d on this side uh, this beautiful like hand-drawn art style um the world selection screen where you actually go to pick where you go to, to, to where you want to go for your next mission uh is like this sort of like weird sort of revolving diorama it's hard to explain like, if you can check it out go and check it out it's really cool it's uh, it's out on ps3 and vita um no pr no, no ps4 not, it wasn't not on ps4 no no unfortunately because i was i was hoping that i'd be able to because it's got cross save as well so you can upload your save to the cloud and then download it on ps3 and continue playing as far as hey I can. it could happen man because i mean i'm I, I, you know that it's by vanillaware right right yeah, the, the guys who made Odin Sphere. Yep, yeah. That's, and also yeah. Uh, Murasama. Yes. Which an incredible game. I've also got uh, on my Vita to play as well that I picked up from PlayStation Plus. Um, but I love it. It's like really cool voiceover work as well. Um, the storyline, I'm, I'm sort of picking up on. Like it's, it's, it's pretty sort of basic, you know. The king's gone missing. Let's go find out what's gone wrong with him and what's going on. Uh, in the meantime i mean i'm i'm sort of fairly early into it at the moment but i've i've sunk probably like three or four hours into it just over the last four or so four or five days playing on and off um it's yeah it's a lot of fun i really love it it's it's got like you know like loot drops as well that you pick up you this is really cool so you have like a you have a rogue that travels with you and you don't essentially play as the rogue but when you come to like a locked door or a chest um, you can tap on the Vita screen uh, on the chest and the rogue will go and unlock the chest and you'll get like a treasure and it'll have like a ranking between like, I think like E and S or E and A um, and, and depending on how good the treasure is and you pick up like coins and stuff as well or it'll unlock a door to a secret area that you can go into or you can find secrets in the world. Um, so yeah, you sort of use the touch screen to find all these cool little secrets. I really like that. Um, and then yeah, you get this loot. Uh, you get it appraised if you want to, you know, spend gold on to get it appraised, so you can find out what it actually is, and then essentially equip it. Um, and it's just really fun. It's it's a bit heavy at first, trying to like throw a lot of stuff at you. Um, it can be tricky. I remember, yeah. I remember playing it, and it, it's not that it's hard so much as it is it takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah, you've got to sit down and spend a bit of time. Go, all right, I'm gonna set aside like an hour or two just to figure out what I'm doing with this game. Um, which I didn't do the first time I played it. I sort of played it and went, no, nah, it's fun, moved on. Um, but I'm glad I went back to it. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, well, really enjoying it. Unfortunately, it's probably going to take a back seat now because I picked up Persona 4 Dancing All Night today and I'm super <laughs> excited to play that because it's Persona 4 and a rhythm game and I'm just oh, tapping into my veins. Um, but apart from that, uh, we've been playing a lot of Overwatch still. Um, It'll never, it'll never let go of us. No, no, I, I, it's, it's too good, it's too good. Um, but I've also, I also, 
briefly, very briefly, I, I bought for myself and my wife, um, it went down to 99 cents on the App Store, Don't Starve Pocket Edition, which I'd heard a bit, quite a bit about Don't Starve, because it's out on pretty much everything. Um, it's like PC, the Playstations, the Xboxes, mobile devices. Um, and it's it's sort of like a, a kind of, I guess, a not, not so much a roguelike, it's sort of like a survival simulator, essentially. You just get dropped in a world and you've got to try and craft things to try and survive for as long as you can. Um, as far as I know, there's not much storyline in there. I could be wrong. I've only played very, very little of it. Um, but uh, actually, my wife loves it. She's really into it. She thinks it's really great. Um, it's definitely a, a game that's up her alley. She's This is the lady who got addicted, and I mean addicted, to Stardew Valley for a good month and a half. Um, and I, the thing I like about Don't Starve is it had an interesting feature that I'd never seen on a mobile game before. Uh, it had a button up the top. It was like a little record button, so I tapped it, and the game asked me if I would like to start recording and ha- allow access to the microphone of my phone. I went, whoa. So I could essentially record a Let's Play on my phone with just the phone itself. So I'm thinking... Oh, my poor Apple friend. I know, right? Like, uh, you know, I'm, I am an iPhone slave. I, I <laughs> like my iPhone. Um, but it was, it was, I thought it was great. I, it was integrated into the game itself. So I thought maybe I might do some little Let's Plays in that and pop them up on the YouTube channel um, eventually. Uh, and yeah... That's that's basically what I've been playing. Nice and short and sweet this week. Yeah, well, look, it hasn't been super busy. No, it hasn't. Yeah. So news wise, we've got a little bit of news. Yeah, we won't. We won't. We, we shouldn't. We probably shouldn't touch on it too much. I'm looking at the time now, man. And yeah, we're that's what I'm thinking. The arm as well. So I mean, obviously, we'll just we'll we'll breeze through a lot of this. I mean, you've probably heard about a lot of these things that have come out. Um, so Mighty Number no. Nine got released. Finally, after you know being launched on Kickstarter in 2013, and it's not great. Apparently, not great. Yeah, look, it's a shame. Yeah. But um, the like the important thing is to remember that it's it's not Kickstarter's fault that this happened. No, absolutely. Not. A lot of a lot of people have been sort of taking this as like a oh maybe we should be more careful with Kickstarter, and you should definitely be more careful. Absolutely. But for this, like, for this, there's a there's a lot of these sort of failures that turn up it just happens that this one's got a successful name attached to it yeah exactly there are a a lot of very successful kickstarters out there right now heck we talk like we talk about one of them in in particular all the time in shovel knight absolutely shovel knight man that game is great i missed the kickstarter campaign on it but i adore that game it's so good and Um, we've even got ukulele bloodstained even system shock now like there's a lot to look forward to on kickstarter it's just that mighty number nine kind of it's been in, it was as you said 2013 was when it was announced yeah. and it decided to spread itself over so many platforms because of its potentially you know ambitious stretch goals and it just didn't work out for it when you combine with the sort of bland art style really mixed marketing campaign yeah like the whole you know it they essentially like touted it as a, a spiritual successor to Mega Man wasn't it Basically, that's what it started as, and yeah. it, the end product isn't really no, no, it is not. Um, I see the similarities, but the art style doesn't do it for me. Really, I right. don't like the it's sort of three D, but it uses it was kind of kind of messy. Didn't wasn't it wasn't wasn't cool with it. Yeah, 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure you've probably heard a lot about Mighty Number no. Nine. It's been kicked around quite a lot at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, we thought we had to touch on it because it's it's a big thing. It's yeah, a big thing in the games world. You know, with someone such uh, who's held in such high regard as Inafune, um, especially when the um, Sonic the Hedgehog account yeah tweeted and called it out but yes. it was it wasn't a huge thing it was using the it's better than nothing quote which has since been basically ruled out as a mistranslation yeah. because kg inafune is japanese mm-hmm. um but and that that really irked me for some reason i guess mostly because i don't like seeing the sonic account tweeting that i'm like sonic your games yeah. haven't been great lately it's either a little so. pot kettle black like yeah but even then can like Critics, it's their job to criticize it. That's fine. I guess fans can as well. They paid money for it. But for a professional, like another developer, to basically post something like that, kind of, kind of felt immature. I mean, I know the Sonic account is basically a troll account, even though it's verified and it's the official Sonic account. It just didn't seem like a good idea to post that. Yeah, it 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 kind of went back to me to the 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 xbox one ps4 like sony's way they dealt with some situations after those announcements yes. it was very similar um little little distasteful a little on the nose but i mean when it comes down to it i mean like, money number nine it's not reviewing well by critics or people who back the game they feel like they're not getting what they had originally signed up for but it's hard because that's what happens with kickstarter you know things can change that's that's what happens um which is unfortunate but that is the world we live in it is it yes. happens not like not every game is going to be a hit and it could be possible that maybe Inafune wanted more than he could actually put together yeah we'll just see what happens with his future i guess we'll recall is coming out in september which, so yeah i mean that's not getting great but like press at the moment i mean it's a resounding sort of average what people have been saying about what they've played of that game um but i'm sure we'll touch on that eventually again later on closer to the release of that um so this week uh the games with gold and playstation plus free games for the subscription services for both the uh the xbox one or the xbox and the playstation um so the xbox one games this uh this month for the month of july uh tumblestone which is apparently a uh like a puzzle local multiplayer puzzle game with some sort of storyline through it as well sounds kind of interesting i can't play it because i don't have xbox one but um the banner saga 2 which is a big one that game's only just come out so that's a that's a that's a big indie title that they've got for that one uh and then for the xbox 360 which i think are both backwards compatible with xbox one these two games now uh rainbow six vegas 2 and tron evolution so if you've got an Xbox One and you've got, uh, you know, Xbox uh, Live Gold, go and go and get free games. Free games. Can't complain about that. Um, over on the PS4 side, well, the PlayStation side of things, we just before we started recording, they announced the games for July, which are for the PS4. Saints Row, Get Out of Hell, which is great because I didn't get to play that, and I'm really excited to play it because I love those Saints Row games. Um a game called Fury, which is by a studio called The Game Bakers, who did a couple of mobile games I really, really loved, called uh, Combo Crew and uh, The Squid Series, which were like a really interesting take on a turn-based uh, RPG. Um, 
uh, so it, it looks like a boss rush mode. It looks really interesting. I'm definitely going to check it out myself. Uh, then on the PS3, it is Fat Princess and Call of Juarez Bound in Blood. Solid title there. Um, and then over on the Vita, we've got the uh, we've got Prince of Persia Revelations and Orishika Tainted Bloodlines. So yeah, definitely they those those games go live uh, next week, the fifth of July. Go check them out if you've got uh, PlayStation Plus. Apparently, over one third of all PlayStation owners and users have PlayStation Plus now, according to a recent study. Well, when when you consider that it's compulsory for online, yeah, one what do you say one third? That doesn't seem like it is much. Yeah, and say what you will about like what the games have been over the last few months haven't been amazing. Yeah, they haven't been amazing at all. Um, but I mean, you're still getting free games. Like you pay you pay your subscription fee, but you're still getting you're getting free games. You're getting games that like I mean, Dragon's Crown. I probably wouldn't have like looked at that game but now i'm like oh that's kind of interesting i'm gonna give it a go and now i've played it. i'm loving it so i mean it's a good way to open your eyes to new genres and new series of games that you might not have looked at before which i love um so yeah that's uh that's over on the uh the free games front uh what do we got next well uh overwatch has got the pc pc version has got competitive mode yes today which is interesting yes as uh, self-confessed Overwatch addict. Oh yes. We are looking forward to the console release next week. Yes. Um, it's interesting to see what's what how the community will evolve from here. Right. Because obviously at the moment, you know, there's no real stress to win. We get mad when we lose for oh. sure, but you don't have to win. That's like the experience difference is minor at best. So yeah. I'm interested to see what rankings we'll put into throw into the mix as a separate game type because I, I remember playing a fair bit of Splatoon ranked as well and that right. was pretty fun and stressful yeah well I mean like I, I like the fact that it's like you know they, they, they're in seasons as well I like that it, it makes it sort of an event that's kind of, of all... Blizzard style like they do that with Diablo and I'm pretty sure Starcraft as well yeah Hearthstone does the same thing as well um, I'm pretty sure the way that their ranked play works is at the end of each month they, they reset the leaderboards essentially um so that's kind of cool, and they're they're sort of tweaking the way that the the game modes work as well. I haven't got up in front of me how exactly they are, but they are changing up the way that game modes work, and I think like you know limiting like character selection as well sometimes. Um, so they're doing interesting things to sort of make it a little bit more of a, an even playing field almost. Um, I'm like considering we've got like you know mostly uh, a full team of six, at least five of us uh, usually at once playing playing together i'm excited to be able to have like you know a team that we can go and you know try our luck and see how we go it's exciting i'm excited personally i'm excited with overwatch i've never watched a competitive esport before because i there are always games that i've never been really into um or know much about but now i know like the ins and outs of overwatch i cannot wait to start watching like competitive professional overwatch matches like that, that's going to be my new sport. I'm going to follow that shit. I'm going to have a team. I'm going to follow, I reckon. I'm going to, I'm going to get right into that. Um, so, so, yeah. so, so disappointed. Like, you should watch Smash, man. I should. That is one I should actually watch. I, yeah, that's, that's going to be my new thing. It's going to be my gaming resolution for the next... We've we got, we got Evo coming up soon. Oh, okay, great. I'm going to jump in with that then. I'm going to jump in with Evo. You can basically, like... I mean, if you've got the time, like, there's Pools Day, which usually is just constant matches all day to the 
They need to be qualifying for the top 32 or 64 or whatever, how many player brackets they have. <laughs> yeah. And then the last day is like the finals and that's when the real shit goes down. Yep. That's awesome. I'm, I'm on board. On board. Um, what else have we got here? Like I said, it's been, a, like we said, it's been a quiet news week. Uh, there's been a bit of a debacle though with a, an indie developer and a certain car company. Um, Ford released uh, a certain Ford uh, dealership in Quincy, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Wow. That is terrible for my lisp. Um, put out a, a, like, you know, a, a promotional promotional material for a, a sales event that they've got coming up with this lovely sort of, like, you know, free, it's, it's something to do with, the, the whole thing's something to do with freedom. It's this lovely sort of, like, you know, wilderness, you know, lots of lovely purples and oranges and reds and this tower in the middle looks strangely familiar if you might have played uh campo santo's indie smash hit uh firewatch you'll notice that it looks exactly the same so there's been a bit of a bit of a debacle going on about that um obviously the developers had some things to say about that one of the co-founders actually posted on twitter sean uh, vanneman uh, posted on Twitter, uh, come on down to the Quirk Ford Freedom Sales event where you're free from such things as copyright and infringement. Uh, this is rough. This one's a rough one. I mean, Ford obviously just wasn't doing... Well, whoever is in charge of Ford's marketing yep. really didn't do their homework. That's no. basically what it comes down to. Uh, and, uh, the, the representatives have like said that they, they, they lifted it from a um, sort of like a wallpaper archive called widewallpaper.info something like that um and they said that they, they are quote usually pretty good about making sure images don't violate the digital millennium copyright act so usually pretty good um well, not this time no no uh they also went on to to mention that they had never heard of firewatch before so i mean obviously they're probably not gonna be the type of people that are gonna go play some sort of you know uh niche indie smash hit um but i mean i felt like it was something that we needed to talk about it's a bit of a an interesting conundrum um it's still sort of being sorted out at the moment so you know we might talk about that in a future date if something massive comes of it but i thought it was interesting to bring up i, I just see it resolving itself by basically ford looking embarrassed and changing or pulling the art and yeah. just redoing it because you i mean it's. I still remember seeing the tweet and the picture and just going, "Wow, Ford's actually just nicked this from Firewatch. That's crazy. Yep. This has happened." It's like, but of course, like again, Ford's marketing person or department or whoever's in charge of that just isn't paying. Wasn't paying close enough attention. Yes, lovely. All right, slipped through. So, uh, I kind of want to finish off this episode because we're getting pretty close to time. So, I wanted to. I thought about trialing in like a new segment that we can maybe try out, see how we go today. Um, I've I've named it Trailer Talk. For <laughs> I had no other name for it, so it's a uh, affectionately men- uh, named Trailer Talk for now. Uh, and I just thought I'd pick a few trailers and we just sort of discuss them. So we watched these trailers earlier on today. I've watched them a few times now. Um, so we'll jump right into it. The first one was the uh, the Pokemon Sun and Moon E3 wrap up trailer. Thoughts? Look, it's Pokemon, really. It looks like Pokemon. Uh, looks a bit shinier. Issue, yeah, a bit shinier, a little bit nicer. Mm. I, I, 
I just feel like because it, it was mostly just a mishmash of trailers they'd already put out That's it very was true. kind of disappointing like I feel like they could maybe if they'd shown something new to the games that sold them yeah but as it stands like you watch a trailer and you're like okay this is Pokemon which is fine there's nothing wrong with that yeah that's what Pokemon's been for a while now but as an E3 rap trailer it was kind of disappointing it was yeah and especially that was sort of how they kicked off their like you know them showing off the game at E3 as well it was uh, I don't know I, I, I got wrapped up in it because I was like oh this is really cool but then yeah the more I watched it the more I was like I've seen all this before before I actually watched this trailer for the first time this is all stuff yeah, that like we've seen can, before you, it's not new you can watch those like those parts as like 50 second trailers you don't need to watch the yeah. however long that one was they just took them all and put them in one video and that's kind of what they did and like the, the music's the same it's just it's a Pokemon theme it's yeah. you know it's, I mean, it's a good trailer, I guess. Like, not a good trailer, but, like, it's a trailer that shows off what the game's going to be. And, obviously, they don't want to talk too much about it yet because we're still a few months out from release. Uh, and they obviously want to keep a few of their aces up their sleeve. Um, but, you yeah. You can show an ace. You can put, you can show something. You can show something a little bit. New. Well, they did in sort of, like, if you went and watched, like, you know, their, their, their wrap-up that they did through or their, their, their coverage they did of it during their Treehouse stream. Um, the yeah, there was, the there was a new gameplay. Cool. Yeah. But where was that in the trailer? Like, that could have That's been an true. That should trailer. have been a thing that they put in the trailer. But, Absolutely. I mean, I know there's a separate trailer for it, but I don't know. It was just, I feel like they could have done more. Yeah. But again, it, it is a Pokemon trailer, so it and doesn't really matter. I picked that trailer. I, I picked that trailer just because uh, we're both obviously pretty pretty keen to play new Pokemon because we, we play Pokemon. That's what we uh, do. We'll, we'll buy it. It's yeah, Pokemon, man. It's Pokemon. We have to buy it. Um, and I mean, I think the game, personally, I think the game looks good. But yeah, like you said, that trailer is not a good representation of the, of the good stuff that is going to be in that game. Yeah, it's just it's just, it basically is a trailer that shows you, hey, it's Pokemon. Yep, there you go. Remember Pokemon? Yeah, you do. Here it is coming. Yeah, this here year. it is. This is Pokemon. and release date at the end. Like you know, that was yeah. the big thing for that trailer. Was like, it's coming this date. Um, cool. So the next trailer that uh, I picked was a game that I'd sort of I'd seen around the traps for a little while. Um, I was sort of interested in. This trailer may be more interested in, um, but I've heard some bad things about it. So, uh, is the Technomancer? Uh, is an action RPG game uh, set on Mars. I don't know a whole lot about it. Uh, I just I like the look of the trailer, uh, and this trailer was kind of cool. I like the look of this trailer. I like the music. It was very generic music for like, like you know a sci-fi action RPG. It's very Mass Effecty. Um, but yeah, I, I like. I like the way it looked. It looked pretty. Um, didn't tell you a whole lot about what was going on. It was like, you know, your character seemed like they needed one. Like, the trailer ends with, like, saying about, like, you know, I I promised I would get a message back to Earth. It's like, what was his message about? Which is which is fine. Like, it's... You don't want a trailer to give away everything. No. You want it to... You want to be one... You want to be left going, huh, what about the... When you watch a trailer. Yeah. But for me, it didn't really resonate with me. Okay. It could be just because the setting doesn't like. In, but the thing, honestly, about that game that grabbed my attention the most was the name. Like Technomancer is a cool name. It is a cool I name. like the sound of that. It reminds me of Necromancer and Tech. Yep. So that's fine. But the trailer didn't do much for me. It sort of it sort of looked like a uh, a poor man's Deus Ex, maybe. Well, from what I've seen of gameplay, it sort of looks. Bioware RPG, right? Like okay. Mass Effect D, Dragon Age sort of combat. Yep. Again, nothing wrong with that. Those are good franchises, yep. but I don't know. Just didn't resonate with me. Yeah. 
like uh, I, I, I honestly thought the trailer looked really good, and I was like, oh, I'm interested in checking that out. So I promptly went and checked out a little bit more about the game and heard that it's apparently not great. But you know, if we're just looking at the trailer, I thought it was kind of a cool trailer. I thought it was. Well, that means the trailer's doing its job. Then. Exactly, it got me interested in the game. So I mean, this is a tick for me. You know, compared to the Pokemon trailer, where it was just like, there's Pokemon. It's like. There's this game, there's this new world, there's these new characters, there's this cool word, the Technomancer, like, you know. Um, and they they were like a, a race of people, or they were like, you know, you know, a class of military or something. I don't know, I have no idea, but I wanted to know more. Um, unfortunately, when I went to look for more, the news was not so great. But um, it's, a risky, it's a risky run, really. Yeah, I, I mean, so we're only talking about the trailers here, so. Uh, oh, yeah. But the last trailer that I picked was a trailer that popped up during E3. And I've watched I've actually watched this trailer about five or six times now. Um before like watching it a couple of more times today for um for this segment. Uh Mafia three. Two K games. I fucking love this trailer. This trailer is great. It oozes style and stuff that I love. Like it's got these really cool like pulpy kind of vibe to it that I really enjoy in my in film and TV shows that I watch as well um yeah I love it I think it's great this trailer's really cool I thought it was good the only part of the trailer I don't really like is it's close to the end where it shows a bit of a car chase right and I'm I just don't think that sort of action fits with its setting is all like the the game the, the like I'm a sucker for period stuff my favorite TV show is Mad Men, so right. I am completely okay with a trip back to the past, really. Yep. Um, but I don't know. Like, I it looks good. It sounds good. The music in the trailer was good. Oh, this, I, that was, song I like that we saw awesome. gameplay. The gameplay looked good. Yeah, and most of it looks like it was running in engine as well, which is cool. Yeah, that's an important thing mm. in trailers for me. Well, it, it sold the game to me. It was a game that I'd heard about and like, oh, Mafia 3. I played the original Mafia years and years ago, and I was like, it was a fun game. Uh, I never played 2. Um, I heard mixed, not bad. I heard was mixed okay. reviews about it, so it was okay. Um, it was a plus game at one point. That's how I tried it. Yeah, anyway. see, it was before I had plus. So I was a little oh, okay. Um, yeah. But I mean, I watched this trailer and it it fucking sold me on the game. I'm I'm actively looking forward to that game now. I'm like, and it's like the 1970s style like setting. I love that. Um, I love the idea that it looks like the Ku Klux Klan are in it. Like I want like. I want to take down oh, the Ku Klux Klan. They are definitely in it. I want to take them down. Like it's just like you know, especially considering the character you play is is is, is a black male character. You, well, from what I was reading, like the race of your character plays into the gameplay, which has right. been met with potentially mixed reactions because right. it's, it's a touchy subject, really. Yeah. Okay. But if like, they deal with it well, that could be excellent. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I don't want to. I don't want to get involved in this too deeply. Okay. But if you're going to do a period game. It's set in that sort of era, and your character is of that, you know, nationality or race or whatever. Mm-hmm. It would be doing a disservice to that sort of believability if you didn't acknowledge it. Yeah, Madman does it all the time. Okay. I mean, obviously, no one likes sexism or racism, but they were a thing at and the time. The time that's the, that's the period, and that's yeah. it. Like that's it's important if you want to really make me care about that world that you get that right. Like Django was so the same thing too. Like you know. You know, so many uses of the N word, um, yeah, well, in a derogatory sense as well. Like, you know, everyone was like, "Oh, you can't say that." It's like, well, 
no, not now, but back then, that's that's what, that's happened. what happened. Like you know, yeah. if you want it's an accurate not, it portrayal, it wasn't good. It's not. You know, we're not saying it's a good thing. We're not glorifying it by any yeah. stretch of the means. But I mean, you know, if you want to go for authenticity, you've got to have that kind of stuff in there. Which yeah, like you said, it could be a touchy subject. Um, yeah, it just helps me buy into your universe more, especially if it's set in a particular time period. Yeah, I I am looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Yeah, I I, I don't know, like, and yeah, like you said, the music that that song is really really cool as well, um, and the voice actors are going to be in it. Like, I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio and Sam Rockwell are like voice actors, and you can tell it's them. Like, there's a part where I was like, I forgot I I read previously before watching the trailer, I was like, that's fucking Sam Rockwell. Oh, I love that guy. It's that's awesome. You know. So I'm, I'm really, that's, it's definitely popped up on my radar. That is the trailer that worked on me. It's popped up and gone, you've heard about Mafia 3. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. And uh, this trailer started, I'm like, okay, cool. It starts with like the grainy footage of like, you know, some sort of like court trial. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm watching. And then like, you know, this little interaction and then it, it kicks into it with this music. And then you're showing all these shots of stuff that's going on. Um, visually, the game looks good as well. It does look good. That's um, true. So I don't know. Like I think that's a trailer that has worked. worked Depending on what's out around when that comes out, it's definitely on my radar. But yeah. it'll it'll honestly depend what falls around that as well. Yeah, obviously. Like you know, if there's something else that I'm much more hyped for about around that area, I'm obviously going to go for that. But um, but uh, yeah, right. Of of the three trailers, that was the best one. I I agree. I think that was the best trailer. I because it it was a game that looks like it's going to deliver on its promises. Uh, tentatively, um. It had great music. Uh, I'm obviously I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be a licensed track, some sort of like you know already existing song, so you can go and hunt that down as well, which I'm probably going to do after this podcast. Um, like you said, it showed gameplay. It was all in engine stuff as well. Um, it looked super stylized, like not super stylized, but like it looked stylized in that kind of like almost like Tarantino esque, like a Goodfellas kind of vibe, um, and I love that. Yeah, I think it's a, that's, a, that's a big tick for me on that one. All right, well, shall we? Uh, should we? That's about it, man. Stick a fork in this one. Oh, we should, but not if you say it like that. Not if I say it like that. Okay, shall we? Yeah. Shall we wrap this one up then? Yes, we shall wrap this one up. This is... I'll let you do the honors since I did it last time. Ah, lovely, cool. This is a nice average. You know, we've gone from two and a half. Like we went from like one and a half to two and a half. This is Hour 45. That's, that's we'll, pretty we'll good. Sh- we'll, ke- we'll shave it down a bit more. We'll shave it down. We, we like to talk. I like to talk. I'm going to cut down on that. So, uh, you've been listening to the Dialogue Options podcast. Uh, if you like it, make sure we are on iTunes now. We are on Podbean. We have an RSS feed. You can subscribe to us. Please subscribe to us. Download it. Share it with your friends. All that business. You can find us on Facebook at Dialogue Options. You can find us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. Uh, you can find myself on Twitter, me, Joel. Uh, you can find me uh, at Jolly Mac and Karen. You can find me at Lemon Man X. Lovely. Uh, and like I said uh, at the start of the episode, please, please, please send us some emails with stuff, stuff you'd like to see us play on our YouTube channel as well. We've been doing, we've been sort of like t- uh, tinkering around with putting up some videos up there. Um, uh, you know, I've been scaring myself shitless with games so that's good fun <laughs> um but yeah so if you like that sort of stuff send us some more uh suggestions for games that you'd like to see us play um send us suggestions for questions you'd like answered on the show 
uh, and oh, anything we can do to improve the show. Uh, I think that's about it. Sounds good to cool. me, my friend. Oh, also, our theme song, as always, is by the wonderful Azura Flux. It is called Strike Witches, Get Bitches. Uh, the best title ever. And, uh, yeah, go check them out. I think I put in last week's... Uh, I put a link to, to the, the, the Bandcamp page to support them. Go and check it out. It's really, really cool stuff. It's some really good music. Um, that's about it. So uh, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.